0: Merry Christmas in August.
1: Yes, Christmas in August.
0: It should have been Christmas in July.
1: Well, it should have been Christmas during Christmas.
0: Well, no. Wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, nowhere in the Bible does it say what day Christmas was. And I think it was July 20th, 30th.
1: I think they scholarly felt that it was a summertime birth
0: it probably would be. You wouldn't want to be pregnant in the winter, right?
1: Well, and they they did. I I don't know how much you can glean from that, so yeah. I'm just gonna stop talking.
0: Yeah. No. I uh, the uh, we don't we don't need to go into the uh, origins of Saturnalia and uh, Yule festivals. Uh, but regardless, uh, Jeff had too much work to do.
1: Yeah, I really dropped the. Ball. I mean, it was we didn't get it out in December for Christmas because. Yeah. I was finishing school uh-huh. and then we didn't get it out in July because I worked way too many hours because somebody sprung a project on me.
0: Your work dropped the ball there. That's their fault.
1: Um I I take partial blame, which is why I worked why I did, but otherwise I wouldn't have gotten it done until September when it was due. And yeah. they still need to do their stuff. It's done. We're back. Work Enjoy. Yeah. Christmas uh, so please
0: enjoy our episode hopefully not too late and uh we'll we got more we recorded more so we're catching up hopefully
1: merry christmas
0: merry christmas in august all right so to start with uh how why did we decide to subject ourselves to this uh, <laughs> just tell me that and to begin with why are we here
1: It's Christmas time, so why not do a special episode like we did for Halloween?
0: Yeah, and we picked this one. Instead of picking something that we liked and were interested in, we picked randomly.
1: I think I put in nine of some of the lowest rated (laughs) miscellaneous Christmas movies from the previous years.
0: Oh, well, this is one of them. (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) this is one of those.
1: And then I clicked a button to randomize, and this is the one that it landed on.
0: Terrific. That being said, welcome to a special in-between episode of 90s Schmaltz, where two 90s guys do a belly flop on the shows we grew up watching, from after-school specials, TGIF, and Saturday Morning Cartoons. We talk about nostalgia, bad acting, and why these shows were radical. And this time, it's a special episode where we're talking about movies.
1: A TV movie.
0: Yeah, even better.
1: <laughs> uh, if you like what you hear, give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, you can find us at www90 schmaltzcool and you can also shoot us an email at 90schmaltz at gmail.com. Anything new with you since I haven't talked to you for three weeks?
0: Uh, God, I don't know. What's, what's going on in my life. Uh, yeah, I bought a new base. I haven't I have not been getting to anything. Like my past two weeks have been remarkably unproductive.
1: That's my favorite thing about December, though, is it's the month you can get away with it, and it doesn't make you feel depressed.
0: Yeah, I did all my shopping, so that's, I got my a puzzle and a weighted blanket for my mom, so.
1: We did not do shopping, since apparently I'm the person who uh, pushes the shopping, because uh, we just started this week.
0: So you're not done, you're not even begun.
1: Hmm. We have some stuff, there's some stuff on order, but there are a few people on our list that are going to get a box with a picture in it.
0: Uh, great. Uh, today, we're talking about Babes in Toyland.
1: We are sure talking about Babes in Toyland. The 1986 version. New from Orion Home Video.
0: Why is Mary marrying this terrible old Barnaby instead of his friend? Because Barnaby bought the mortgage on her mother's house and said he'd throw them all out in the street if she didn't.
1: There's trouble in Toyland. The wicked Barnaby Barnacle wants the beautiful Mary Contrary to be his bride. If he doesn't get his way, he'll turn Toyland into a world without toys. Uh, I mean, we're talking serious villain here. So it's up to Jack Nimble.
0: I think what you really want is to destroy Toyland.
1: On the contrary. His brave yeah. Toyland friends. To...
0: The wise old Toy Master. Don't you realize we could
1: never conquer Toyland? and a little girl from Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. to drive the villainous Barnaby and his loyal legion of tacky trolls out of Toyland. I will be masked in Toyland. You're the monster of Toyland, Barnaby. Babes in Toyland. Her talent
0: looks like so much fun.
1: This is pretty strange stuff. E.T. star Drew Barrymore headlines an all-star cast that includes Keanu Reeves, star of the Summer Smash, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. Everybody loves him. The Karate Kids, Pat Morita. the Masters off the end of Hot Scotch Lane. And Empty Nests, Richard Mulligan. One week from today, and everything will be mine.
0: Rated G. You say, you say it's rated G, but did they even rate TV movies back? Eh? Maybe it was for the VHS release that it had. Oh, to yeah, be. I mean. Would you I can have see to? that. Yeah, interesting. I mean, there's nothing objectionable in this at all, uh, other than the content of the movie itself. <laughs> uh, and the way that it's put together, <laughs> uh,
1: I don't know. It gets pretty violent at the end.
0: That's true. Uh, broadcast on NBC on December nineteenth, nineteen eighty six. Released on VHS in nineteen ninety one, and the release cut, which we watch, is ninety four minutes long. Uh, apparently, the original broadcast release, according this is according to Wikipedia. Was apparently 145 minutes, which seems unbelievable.
1: I just can't imagine. Like with commercials, you'd be sitting watching television. It's for three, three hours three minimum. Hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: no way. And you'd also not just uh,
1: your your dad would have changed the, the channel by now if you were all sitting watching this.
0: And not just the commercials, but I mean, you'd have to watch two and a half hours of this. Oof!
1: It was a thing, that's for sure. Um, the The movie itself is based on a 1903 operetta of the same name, written by Glenn McDonoghue. Um, there were tens of adam- adaptations. A 1934 Laurel and Hardy, a 1961 Disney Live, and a trashy-looking 1997 cartoon, because I'm reading exactly what you typed here.
0: It looks terrible. Uh, it's got James Belushi. I did Belushi, not see that. Jim, uh, James Belushi is a voice, though. But oh, really? Everything I... the. The quick review I read, it looks like one of those uh, cartoons that your parent, your grandma gets for you and you're like, oh, you didn't get a good one.
1: Uh, so not in the vein of the classic uh, Lord of the Rings or anything like that?
0: No. It, it looks just like junk. No. And there are at least four made-for-TV adaptations of Babes in Toyland, of which this is one. NBC invented the made-for-TV movie in 1964, though, interestingly. That is
1: a fun fact right there.
0: I didn't realize how many made-for-TV movies there were uh, and the scale of it. I found one stat that said there were like 264 made-for-TV movies in 1996. And that's a lot of...
1: That is a lot.
0: That's a lot of movies that, most of which I've probably never heard of and are basically lost in some some degree or another just because no one cared about them uh and this is something i want to get into a lot more because i'm reading through the tv guides i'm reading about some tv movies that i'd really like to check out
1: yeah we should do that especially nowadays we don't really see them what we had a few of those live action disney ones but other than that you just they just go on hulu or netflix or something like that
0: there's tons of made for tv movies now it's called streaming
1: that's what i mean yeah yeah I mean, you did find a cool VHS. This is like, this has got to be from a rental store,
0: though. I'm assuming from the sticker on it says another jumbo video treasure with a treasure chest on it. that it's pro- That's covering up Pat Morita's face. That, that oh, yeah, probably is. is from a, a rental store. <laughs> Do you want to read me the synopsis on the back?
1: Yeah, sure. I just got to make it bigger here. You could read it like a horror film. Once a bright and cheerful community. Toyland is in great danger from the terrible Barnaby.
0: I think that's it.
1: Once a bright and cheerful community, Toyland is in great danger from the terrible Barnaby and his scary creatures who live in the forest of the night. They're trying to turn Toyland into a world without toys. The only person who can save Toyland is Lisa, and a, a little girl from Cincinnati who lands in Toyland on Christmas Eve. But since Lisa, a very grown up little girl, doesn't believe in toys, she needs special help from the wise but impish Toy Master, the dashing and gallant Jack Nimble, and the mother of many children, Mrs. Hubbard. Together, they muster an army of toy soldiers and teddy bears to drive the villainous Barnaby and his nightmare creatures out of Toyland. All right honestly didn't even notice it. The young girl is Mrs. Hubbard?
0: Which one? No, that's the old lady.
1: Oh. They, don't even, really mention,
0: uh, they don't even mention Mary. Mary Contrary.
1: You think that maybe it was always like a weird...
0: She didn't. Yeah, she didn't get billing on the VHS, I guess. Alright. Well done. I'm proud of you. It's 96 minutes. Hi-Fi stereo. Rated G, it says on here. So it was rated G for the VHS release. It yeah. appears to me. We and, want to do uh, a quick... I tried what to else? do what else you could be watching, but unfortunately we did not have the exact TV guide for the premiere date because that's the only, that would have also uh, shed some light on its time slot, which would have been nice, but, so instead I just pulled the box office for the week, the theatrical box office. At number one we got The Golden Child and Star Trek For The Voyage Home. That's the funny one with the whales. It is. Three Amigos.
1: I'm Lucky Day. I'm Ned Needlelander. I'm Dusty Bottoms. so together we're the Three, Three Amigos.
0: Also funny. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. That's a good movie.
1: I love that. Rick Moranis.
0: Heartbreak Ridge. Lady and the Tramp 1986 re-release. Crocodile Dundee.
1: Oh, that's a knife.
0: No Mercy. I don't know. Uh, that's a generic name. An American Ooh, Tale. Oh, and Feifle. Yeah, An American Tale. Don Bluth. What
1: was a cool week.
0: Crimes of the Heart, The Mosquito Coast, King Kong Lives, The Color of Money, and Platoon.
1: And they would have all been better choices to go to the movies than this one.
0: Well, this one was free, so you gotta factor that in.
1: I don't know if it was.
0: Tell me who made it.
1: (laughs) Um, Produced by Bill Finnegan and Patricia Finnegan. This was made for NBC. Orion Pictures. All right. We got directed by Clive Donner. Written the script uh, was Paul Zindel, scored by Leslie bergusi and special effects by Willy no- Neuner.
0: Neuner is how I would.
1: Yeah, it's German. That'd be
0: my guess. This was filmed in Munich, Bavaria, Germany, we should say. Bavaria Studios. It was. There's a lot of. I looked it up. The, the judge man is an actual German actor. Oh, okay. Which explains part of the reason why he's uh, speaking so carefully.
1: What a little character.
0: Our cast, Keanu Reeves, Drew Barrymore, Pat Morita, Eileen Brennan, Richard Mulligan, and since they didn't put her on the VHS, I'll say Jill Sholin as Mary Piper. Mary so concert.
1: weird. She, I then, think she was on the VHS, though.
0: And then the, she wasn't on the back. I looked.
1: Oh, that's why She
0: wasn't mentioned. She's on the cover, but she's not billed.
1: No, she's billed Jill Sholin.
0: Really? She's right after Keanu Reeves. Where? Oh yeah, yeah. She's in the thing, but she's not in the uh, the plot summary that you. Read. Oh
1: no, she's not in the plot summary at all. Eileen Brennan is for some weird reason who is in the movie for I don't know seven minutes.
0: Yeah, and not doing much. Well, hey, maybe she was more important in the the Donner cut. As oh we'll yeah, call, maybe the one forty five. Uh, and then <laughs> you, you you said it already, but Googie Gress. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite a name, playing Georgie Porgy in this. Uh, uh, Alright, let's jump on the movie, I guess.
1: Yeah. It uh, has a lovely intro, by the way.
0: Oh, I will say, uh, so Eileen Brennan, I I realized, I, forget, I was trying to figure out where I knew her from. She's uh, Mrs. White in Clue. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: No. Editor's note. Eileen Brennan played Mrs. Peacock, not Mrs. White.
0: Someone's got to break the ice, and it might as well be me. I mean, I'm used to being a hostess. It's part of my husband's work, and it's always difficult when a group of new friends meet together for the first time to get acquainted. So I'm perfectly prepared to start the ball rolling. I mean, I I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here or what I'm doing here or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. and I'm very intrigued, and oh, my, this soup's delicious, isn't it?
1: That is actually probably the best way to describe her I think because a lot of the other stuff is a little bit older and um, but she did a lot of mis- she does, yeah, she's,
0: she's a lot of good she's a good actor, actress she is wasted in this
1: uh, there are a few people wasted in this yep Kiana is not one of them
0: alright so tell me about the intro of this movie
1: the intro is a real cool uh, painting just multiple art paintings essentially yeah uh, And we just kind of go from scene to scene with some fake snow in front of it and some lovely music. Because it is the highest produced music in the whole thing.
0: A lot of fine, wintry downtown scenes.
1: And then it cuts in, like we go into the house and stuff like that. But right before we cut into um, Drew Barrymore in her little home, um, that snow, I hope it wasn't asbestos.
0: (laughs) Hopefully not. Because it was a lot of it. But who knows, I mean, this was, you know, it filmed in Germany, at, which at the time would have been, this would have been West Germany, yeah. don't forget, so, so who knows what they were doing over there.
1: They tried to pull a lot of things from Wizard of Oz, so who knows, maybe they did use snow as asbestos.
0: It's, this feels a lot like Wizard of Oz, it's trying to do a Wizard of Oz type thing because you're introduced to the people, they're in Cincinnati at the toy store and a blizzard's coming and they're driving away and then she gets shot out the back of the car the back of the the plastic wall jeep in a sled and goes down a hill and hits her head
1: yep i do want to say before we get into her going into her imaginary land Uh that we cut into that toy store where they're at when she goes to get her sister because of the blizzard right they let the cashier sit in chairs yeah great why is that not a thing we can do anymore
0: (laughs) well she was customer service
1: well, those jobs could actually put food on the table and rent and heat and everything in 1986, not yes. so much anymore.
0: And I, I spend too much time on my butt, so I don't know if that's a positive or a negative.
1: This was a day when a man could work in a shoe store and feed his family and drive a car. And
0: you are talking about Al Bundy?
1: Own a house.
0: Kids, I think it's time to thank your father for bringing home minimum wage. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. So Cincinnati, Ohio is one of the stars of this movie. They mention it a lot.
1: They sing a song about it.
0: Yeah, they sing more than one. So they sing it again. It comes c- back again. C
1: i n c i n n a t i. I actually think in one of the verses they spell it incorrectly, but I'm not 100 percent on that.
0: I once they start singing my, I turn my brain off. I'm. <laughs> i I think I've. I probably talked about this in the musical episode of Seventh Heaven that we watched, but I movie and tv musicals are i just don't care for them at all
1: i love Uh, me a good musical but this was not that
0: i'll see a theater musical and i have no problem with it but once it's in a movie it just feels strange and off
1: oh i like it if it's done right nobody really does it right that much anymore though
0: well maybe that's why i don't like them but i don't think there's i don't think there's i think it's too late for me i don't think i'm coming back from that
1: maybe one day
0: we got, let's see, painting intro. Crappy house. <laughs> the antenna falls down. That house was, uh, yeah, I usually like these old houses that they have set up in, in movies and TV. Uh, but this one is particularly frumpy. Yeah, it looks like it grandma's is. house. That old TV is great, though.
1: But it was 1986, so it was pretty normal. Yeah. Everything that CRT really makes me think of my previous televisions in my bedroom, too, as a kid.
0: I like a good brown CRT.
1: I do like that the antenna falls down and the TV stops working. Mm
0: -hmm. Because I was thinking about that. It's important to keep in mind as we watched this that we were watching it in high definition. Uh, Yes. And a movie like this especially was made under the assumption that you were going to be watching a feed, an analog feed over an antenna seen through a CRT. So many of the things that we were looking at Probably didn't look anywhere near as bad and cheap.
1: Well, yeah, maybe all those animals looked like real animals,
0: or at least like acceptable. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the next thing I want to talk about. I don't even want to talk about plot. I want to talk about that. All right, but, well,
0: so that what this, let's just do a quick. The movie starts, and it's the real world in Cincinnati, and then they get into you meet her, her sister, and her and her boyfriend, and her his friend. Oh, and also importantly, the old, the evil toy store owner. And then so she goes into the toy world where it's full of strange fantastical creatures and the same people as characters in that world, just like Wizard of Oz. And then, yeah, and- and then there's a conflict, and then it turns out she's the only one who could solve it, and then she does. And then the movie ends.
1: That is 100% it. Uh, really, the 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 fun middle ground of this movie is the miscellaneous weird character choices that get made. Yes. like Richard Mulligan at the very beginning, channeling his uh Rodney Dangerfield.
0: What is it uh, no respect?
1: Yes, I thought he was going to say it.
0: I was going to say he didn't get, doesn't get any respect. But uh, at the beginning with that segment, too, was one of my favorite moments when telling him to close the toy store would be like trying to get King Kong out of the jungle. <laughs> and i was like god what a terrible metaphor <laughs> like, <what are> you... <laughs> sorry it's a similar sim it's a simile because she says like but what a bad comparison
1: every movie is king kong leaving the jungle that's that's all he ever does except for the new ones except yeah.
0: for kong skull island
1: but even then he comes out of the jungle and has to fight giant lizards that's true the transition to that too when they're driving in the four-wheel drive car why are they driving so fast at that, that little literally... Girl just falls out the back that quickly uh, it's in because, the snow.
0: It's because they got too excited singing the Cincinnati song. I come from C I N C I N N A T I Cincinnati, the best town in O I O. Ohio, At first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is Cincinnati, they named it Cincinnati. So they say it's. You should not all sing your favorite song. Uh, in severe weather conditions
1: at least all the cuts at the beginning were good
0: oh yeah well that's because we probably saw the whole seg- segment probably there are a lot of strange cuts in this film and my favorite I wrote down was uh yes it's when the toy soldiers are coming to life and uh and then it cuts to a bunch of the fantasy characters just screaming as they're attacked by the the trolls <laughs> and it's because looking at uh, we I've seen on Wikipedia and one or two other places, the list of songs, and we're missing more than half of these songs. We are, yeah. there is evidence of cuts for sure in the version that we watched, which would explain some of the strangeness.
1: but once we get the toyland in general, I think some of the editing is uh, rough around the edges because we get she comes in, right? She immediately goes to a wedding that she stops. And then it goes to the evil guy throwing cookies down a hole where we don't find out why he put them down the hole for 20 more minutes
0: yeah that he's doing it to create a false crime so the 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 deeper story is that uh, barnaby the evil toy store owner is keanu reeves uncle and if keanu reeves isn't married in a week then barnaby inherits the cookie factory forever And then he's going to use that power to destroy all toys.
1: Yep. By feeding cookies to trolls.
0: And he decides that he's going to take Keanu Reeves playing Jack B. Nimble Jr., the son of Jack B. Nimble. The use of nursery rhyme characters is particularly (laughs) uninteresting.
1: Very much so. In
0: this. So he plans to get Jack out of the way because Jack is responsible for cookie security at the cookie factory, evidently. And then so he... Steals all the cookies and feeds them to his trolls, and then has Jack arrested.
1: And then he goes through this weird plan until he decides at the last minute to change it because he used his little creeper one eyeball child TV to see that the Toy Master has all evil in a jar. Yeah, the and then evil, he's like, "Eh, I don't care about Plan A anymore."
0: The evil perceptive TV bird, the Toy Master, played by Pat Morita who uh, seems pretty bored. A couple times, it looked like, it went th- with, during the Toy Soldier segment, it looked like he was actively annoyed uh, <laughs> at one part. when like Not when he was delivering a line, but where he just had to like go and walk somewhere and then stand and turn. He seemed visibly annoyed. And I just like
1: that they made him sing a song, and it is just, they forgot to tell him that he was supposed to sing.
0: He's just kind of talking through it. I'd like you to put the word salad here. Oh, Mom, the tree is so beautiful. As beautiful as all the things the Toy Master taught me. Oh, he must be a very wise man. He was. He taught me that it was in our hearts that we must stay young and try to be good. And above all, we must believe. And then we'll always have a
1: Merry Christmas and everything, won't we? Always
0: and always and always. For what she says at the end to her mom about about make believe and the the whatever the eyes of a child, because the in the end, what happens is this: it's this incoherent. The movie's incoherent. Things are happening, and you know that the bad guy's bad, and you don't know exactly what he's doing and why or why it matters. And then, so they get back to the Toy Master, and he's like, "But I can't do anything." Only you who doesn't believe in toys can believe in toys and fix everything.
1: Yeah, because nothing works until everybody in the room believes in toys.
0: Yeah, and she's not a particularly joyless kid either. She's just, or she says, this is my baby sister, and then she says, oh, well, I don't know. she's not a baby, she's 11. Uh,
1: yeah, they reference it twice before we get to this point. Yeah, and That's
0: then, and that she's getting a sled for Christmas, and she's like, oh, I don't know if I need a sled. I want a sled. Which is, but I mean, if she has a sled, maybe she wants something better. She's 11. This is true. Maybe she wants a Walkman.
1: I don't know. Yeah, yeah, this is true.
0: Is a Walkman a toy? I didn't see any in the toy maker's shop.
1: Well, you saw his new invention, too, which is just like a piece of wood that (laughs) swings around another piece of wood. (laughs) I just created this.
0: I just created the, it's the parallel bars, but there's only one. Oh, my God. I mean, it looked fun, but it looked fun for five minutes.
1: The best part of that toy maker uh, is the the machines that with the candles. Yeah. Oh, man. What all the hell are they the, All the
0: Christmas fan, candle fan.
1: And then when, he, things. when he, they start to sing that song or whatever, and he turns all the other like little monkeys on and stuff.
0: Yeah, there's a monkey kneading bread, I think, or like trying to drown the baby Jesus. It's hard to tell what's going on in some of the dioramas because they uh, move off them so fast. Yeah, they do. And then when she believes, she brings the toy soldiers to life which were one of my favorite parts. Of the movie. They had a lot of toy soldiers.
1: They did. I they mean, plus at the, least the the 20. cuts.
0: Yeah, but they had at least 20 in a single shot.
1: They definitely blew the budget on that.
0: They marched the toy soldiers out to confront the troll army that the I say trolls, but these look like Are you familiar with Godzilla versus the Smog Monster Jeff?
1: I am not. Do
0: you know Hedorah? You say you're not. I'll look so I'm it just up. Gonna... Okay, just look up Hedora. H e d o r a h.
1: Yeah, that's it's sort of close. It's a
0: bunch of discount pollution monsters.
1: Yeah, that is what it is. The only one that looks like anything is his weird, creepy eyeball thing. It's a bird.
0: But it's a bunch of kind of it's a bunch kind of kinda like trash bag tree guys, and they don't look bad. They're actually pretty neat with the little. They're glowing interesting eyes. looking. I, I mean, they're better
1: than the the furries.
0: I think they're one of the better looking things because you can't really tell what you're looking at. It's, so it's more interesting than yes the uh, the teddy bear brigade. But so they bring the they bring the soldiers to life to attack the trolls, and then they just kinda they just post up and start firing their guns into the tents and their cannons yeah, they, into they... the crowd of trolls.
1: <laughs> the whole thing starts pretty innocuously. They uh-huh. just come together, like the the townspeople, which are all the animals. And the trolls, and they're just swatting at each other using brooms throwing and fruit. throwing tomatoes and fruit. And and then all of a sudden the toy soldiers come up and they're shooting cannons <laughs> and, and rifles, muskets. And you're just like, well, uh, this is a thing.
0: Yeah, they just post up in their Napoleonic square and just start blasting. Anyway, I started blasting. Bam! Bam! Wow. It's effective, that's for sure.
1: They chase the trolls off and they trace the, the two evil guys that are the henchmen who, by the way they add weird silent effects to these guys in yeah, the talk entire about it. movie it's,
0: i i see them here as Zack and mac
1: yeah that sounds right
0: and one of them looks like nosferatu the other looks, looks kind of like igor they've both got kind of hunchback costumes on i think they're fun they're, i i liked watching them more than almost anything else in the movie
1: oh yeah they uh, they draw into themselves they are doing. they some definitely strange, did not get paid enough for what they were doing
0: some strange physical acting doing more work than almost anyone else on set but yeah, it plays, uh, let's, let's call them Ninja Turtle, uh, the next mutation sound effects. Yes.
1: Right. Just constantly. Yeah, just uh, boings. Only when they're in the scene. Boings and clunks. So, they, they, like and Drew they Barrymore's defeated. character uh, bites the one at one point and you yeah. hear like clicking sounds and yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: And they're defeated by an actual Three Stooges bit. They are. Where Georgie Porgy dodges the one punch and then Zach punches Mac and then Mac slaps Zach back and then they both fall over and then they get thrown out of town.
1: Yeah, Georgie, like, knocks their heads together uh, and throws them off the thing or whatever.
0: Classic. Well, let's talk about the townsfolk.
1: All of the teddy bears. So it's basically just, if you've ever, as a kid, gone on a school trip or had your parents take you to some weird storybook-type place.
0: Yeah, I've got a term here I wrote down. It's Discount Public Domain Fantasy Regional Theme Park.
1: Yes. That's 100% what it is. There's a Humpty Dumpty that has some weird animatronic mouth, and they move him around in scenes. <laughs> he keeps showing and It's up. really kind of creepy.
0: <laughs> I came to love him by the end. I, I didn't like <laughs> him the first time I saw him, but then after a while, I was like, oh, hey, it's that egg.
1: They have the the um, the Annie.
0: Uh, yeah, they have a Raggedy Ann, which that's is it. That's yeah, definitely copyrighted. Man. That's not, you can't just, but this was in Germany. From
1: far <laughs> away, it, it looks probably. like Pennywise, but up close, I think it's creepier.
0: I'm looking forward to the the it Raggedy Ann crossover.
1: Oh, can you t- talk about the bear that you pointed out? Oh yeah, I don't there's a. The a it's
0: <laughs> a it's just a mascot. Is a no, it's, it's a lion. It's it's a lion in a basketball right. uniform. He looks like the mascot of the local high school or something.
1: And he's got a dread afro. It's a lion with a dread afro.
0: So everyone else is there's you know there's Mother Goose. You've got a bunch of kids. There's Mother Hubbard. There's a bunch of people that are dressed in kind of period clothes. There's like tri-corner hats and bonnets and a Mr. and Mrs. Frog, uh, a lot of ducks, a raccoon, a lot of animal people, clowns. And then there's just uh, a modern lion mascot wearing a basketball jersey. Yep. And it's so strange.
1: And they're all just the most generic characters because even the... The judge or whatever, they call him Mr. Grimm or whatever, so it's like Grimm's fairy tales.
0: Ah, uh, that makes sense. Justice Grimm and Mother Hubbard. Ah, uh, yep. that's that's almost clever now that you pointed it out.
1: Yeah. I didn't they I didn't
0: catch that one.
1: It's like when they tried with that bit where they were introducing all the kids.
0: Yeah, I was gonna mention that's the group of kids where there it's this is Little Boy Blue and this is you know, Jack from Jack and Jill, and this is Peter Pumpkin or Peter Piper, uh and then she and then she just says i don't remember who this one is anyway <laughs> there's a line yeah. of five more of them but they just could, they ran out of nursery rhyme boys and couldn't be bothered <laughs> this movie's incoherent but i had a couple of questions just vaguely is that uh we know that toyland follows english common law because barnaby shouts down as they're arresting jack and locking him up in the little bear car Shouts down, I'll be, I'll be by to file formal charges in the more, you know, in three minutes, in three minutes. <laughs> or like and, and so that's funny just because of the, of course there's a, you know, there's due process here in Toyland. They imply that the toy master works for Santa Claus, uh, but it never comes up again. And then in the end, the toy master is like dressed kind of like Santa. Yeah. And that's how he drives her home. Oh no. Oh, I'm, I'm seeing here in the, in the wikipedia plot summary that he is revealed to be santa claus but that was unclear to me
1: oh um, yeah it was never revealed he just sort of has a hood he and just, he drives some um, wooden, wooden reindeer, reindeer.
0: yeah he sounds like a santa imposter to me uh i like the <laughs> uh when he cap- when barnaby captures mary in the in the jail he tells her uh he's i'm going to turn you all into trolls and then she says, but w- would you want to marry me if I'm a troll? And he says, I'd love you even better as my troll princess. Yeah. And I think we can all relate to that.
1: Oh, my God. It's so weird. This whole thing. I mean, uh, n- next <laughs> I would ask you, I think we're kind of wrapping it up yeah, at yeah. this point, that what were your new feelings? But I know we both never watched this before. Yeah, I know. So idea. what are your feelings?
0: I mean, this movie's a mess. I When they started singing about Cincinnati in the car, I was just like,
1: oh, God. Oh, no. I think I forgot to tell you this was a musical, you
0: too. You did. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, uh, it's not like I picked it on purpose. Uh, I, I used the randomizer. I forgive you.
1: Uh, honestly, my new feeling or just feelings are if you're looking for a movie to watch with your kids to bring back some nostalgia, don't watch this one.
0: Find better things.
1: Just watch The Muppet Christmas Carol and move on with your life.
0: I was looking up, just real quick, the plot synopsis of the Babes in Toyland operetta that it's based on. Uh-huh. And it sounds so much better than this. Does it? Uh, it is It is Wizard of Oz. And I guess that uh, this was made after the success of Wizard of Oz. So they made a, a Wizard of Oz operetta, and then they they were like, oh, we need to make more of these. So this is was essentially at the time, even as it was written, kind of cash-in rip-off on the success of Wizard of Oz. But it's about a wicked uncle who has two orphans and he wants to steal their inheritance. And there's some weird marriage stuff in the way that was probably made more sense in 1903 that this guy's, their uncle's trying to marry them. Sounds a lot like a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Uh, But they arrive in Toyland and they find the same people. There's an an evil genius toy maker who makes demonically possessed dolls and then uses information to have someone sentenced to death. Barnaby dies after drinking a wine glass filled with poison and Tom Tom reveals an old law of Toyland permitting marriage between a widow and a condemned man on condition that he supports her may save Alan from the gallows. Uh,
1: Oh my. So
0: it sounds a lot darker uh, and more interesting.
1: I think I can Uh, remember watching the Walt Disney version and it doesn't have to do with any of those things. Yeah. So that operetta, yeah, I mean, well.
0: It's funny that they they adapted things and they were like, well, we can't possibly just do this.
1: 1903 was a very different time than yeah, 1986 was, or 1961.
0: I was reading about Pinocchio, the original Italian, I think it's like a magazine. It was a the periodical thing, as, as things were back then, where they published, you know, a chapter every month or something like that. And then at some point he got bored of doing it, and he just kills Pinocchio halfway through. And everyone was so <laughs> mad that he had to bring Pinocchio back. Uh, but, oh, but, that's awesome. But Pinocchio is a is a huge jerk in the original Pinocchio. Like, he's not necessarily... He's the protagonist, but he's bad things happen to him and you're like, yeah, he deserves that. He's a real jerk.
1: I love how we take these stories and we they get turned into something completely different.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing that made him so good in the original... Like, the thing that probably made that original Children's thing so good was that it was kind of edgy, right? Is that kids like edge. This movie was so sweet that, like, no kid is going to be like, oh, I love that. Like once it they get a little bit just older. So it's just they're gonna were, be like they're gonna be like, oh that was some stupid thing I liked when I was five. Uh, there's
1: no edge on this at yeah. all.
0: There's nothing to, to latch on to.
1: Including plot line.
0: But all right, so uh do we do we rate it?
1: We do normally rate it. Yeah. We have um if you pull up the sheet. It's a different tab.
0: Great, I'm shared with me the ninety TV pod.
1: This should be on the bottom. It says, "Yeah, specials." I'll put in the rest of the information. Just put the.
0: All right, what's our what's our rating? Well, I I I know I'm not directly comparing this to this, but I want to see what I rated Seventh Heaven. (laughs) I gave that a seven, and you know what? I think this is a six and a half. No, it's worse. It's a five.
1: I'm giving this one a three.
0: All right. Well, great. Good. I mean, I don't know
1: if it's because of the editing, because this is like a, a cut, but this movie makes little to no sense in direction.
0: It's uh, what's happening is unclear. And then in the end, the guy's just like, oh, you need to believe in toys. And I'm like, I don't even know. If she did. I didn't. I'm not aware that she did not believe in toys.
1: Just to be able to like tell, we would give, we would relay no story, but it would take us like an hour and 20 minutes to try to tell you what is happening in this movie.
0: Yeah. Because, well, things are happening and you don't know why.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, at least it's not wi- nastier than Wolf Brodsky.
0: It absolutely is not. <sighs> Ain't nothing
1: nastier than Wolf Brodsky. I believe it. But I don't think we do that for the specials.
0: <laughs> but we should. We should
1: always. We should. We, I mean, that should be our general running theme.
0: And I do have uh, one final question to take you out. It's like, uh, please email us with your answer. So uh, here's a musical with a song about Cincinnati. Uh, The Music Man has a song about Gary, Indiana. So you tell me what what dilapidated Rust Belt Town musical number is your favorite. Please email (laughs) us and let us know.
1: I would love to hear about that.
0: And we'll see you next time.
1: All right. Well, you have a great night.
0: Yeah. Everyone have a great night.
1: Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah.
0: I mean, no, you, you keep keep doing it.
1: I don't know anything else that's a holiday right now. Uh,
0: Happy Solstice, Happy New Year, Happy Happy Old Year. Maybe you celebrate Old Year's Day. Maybe. And then you let the year happen, and then you celebrate next Old Year's Day.
1: Just enjoy some time with family.
0: <laughs> do it. Do it. Do whatever you want, or alone. Who gives a shit? Do what you will. <laughs> Good night.